Hey, y'all. Hey. What's wrong with stuff this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Woo! Having some technical technical difficulties. This must going to be good today. Woo! Come on. It's going to be a good day. Having some whatever was going on this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, come on. Come on. Not today. Not today. Not today. What is this? Not today. Oh, not today. Good morning. Not today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, nope, Tiff. That's what I just said. I was like, mm-mm, don't have time. Wi-Fi acting funny. We're not doing that this morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Share, share. I know. Woo, come on, y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go. Oh, my God. We thank you, Father. We lift you up. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Y'all do me a favor. Start sharing the video. I don't know what's going on this morning. Try not, hey, Legs, you going to teach this morning? Try not to uh, let me come in. Wi-Fi was acting strange. Come on now. We're not about to do that. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Tell me something you're grateful for this morning. Put it in the comments while I'm sharing and getting everything together. Come on. Tell me something you're grateful for. Oh, my God. Father God, I thank you. I'm grateful for people who pray for me. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Last night, I was coming from Clarksville, which is about an hour and a half outside of Little Rock. And um, before I had left that day, that's why I know it's important to obey God. Like before I had left that day, there's a little core group of us that's kind of been a part of text messages. And I just asked them, I said, hey, y'all pray for me. Um, I'm headed to Clarksville today for a track tournament. And um, we did not get through. Judah, Judah had like six events. So he was in one of the last, last events. He was in the, one of the last events. And um, next to the last. And so uh, your girl was tired. Y'all know I get up early. Um, your girl was tired. And so um, I, I did this. I don't do this. A lot of times I move around without a lot of um, accountability, right? So I just move around. But this particular day, I said, I text this group of people and I said, hey, I need you to pray for me. I want you to pray for me. Pray we are traveling to... Um, we are traveling to Clarksville and I need y'all to pray for me. And last night, I promise you, I was thinking about that this morning. I promise you, I felt the supernatural strength of their prayers. Like I could feel like I was tired. Girl was tired. Judah don't drive. Joe wasn't with us. Joe is my driver. And I was tired coming back from there. It was like, we didn't get back here until 1030. I didn't get in the bed till 11. Like I was tired. But like, when I tell you, I felt the supernatural push. I felt the supernatural strength. I felt like someone was holding my eyes 
open. And I was just like, Lord, thank you for people who pray for you. So I am grateful for people who pray for me. And you need people who pray for you for real. You don't need people to be like, I'm going to pray for you. Um, usually when people ask me, hey, pray for me, I pray on the spot because I don't want to forget either. So you need people that are like really, really interceding, standing and praying for you. So I was like so grateful um, that they were in position to pray for me because I needed that. Like I needed that. And I was this morning, I was like, Lord, there is a strength that I didn't know last night, getting us back in here from Clarksville, getting us back to the house. Um, and I know that this strength occurred because of the people who pray. Um, prayers pull on heaven. Prayers give God permission. See, um, a lot of us have thought, thought life was just kind of fatalistic and God was like God. And it's not that way. Like he gave us as humans um, dominion and authority to be able to reign here in this earth. And we reign through God's power and we reign through Jesus Christ. And then when we pray, whoa, somebody say, come on, when we pray. And then when we pray, we pray, um, um, and we align, we pull on heaven and we pull on God's power. So I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for people who pray for me. And I'm like, I feel the strength coming back. Um, I'm like, Lord, help, you're going to have to help me and Judah on this uh, uh, on this track journey. But I feel I feel the strength and I felt this power. So thank you all for y'all who pray for me, pray with me, stand in the gap, encourage me. Um, uplift me. Um, you need folks to encourage you. You cannot be the only encourager. You cannot be the only person in your circle that encourages. You cannot be the only person in your circle that's building up. If you if you if you the prime one, if you the number one, then you need to get you a whole new circle of friends. I'm serious. If you you if you the only person, if everybody always coming to you, if you the one everybody always seek out, you better stop holding on to that banner of strength like that's a proud thing. You know, everybody always come to me. There has to be balance. Somebody put that in your notes. There has to be balance. 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 You are not to be the person that's always giving the advice. You are not to be the person that is always the strong one. You don't even want that title. I, I threw my cape away. My mom did a pillow talk. We cut them capes up. I threw my cape away. I understood what God began to see. Um, you need to be in a position where you turn people to the Lord. Like when people come, what do you think? Mm -mm. What have you prayed about? God's voice needs to be stronger in your ear than mine could ever, ever be. Let's seek the Lord. Let's seek the Lord. So it has to be balanced. You can't be the only person um, being the strength, standing in the gap, um, holding the banner up. And some of us are addicted to that. Like we want to be the person that everybody calls on because we don't even realize we got something else wrong and going. We want to be the person. If you think you always had a final word and the last say so, um, that's pride, right? Those are things that will destroy the relationship. Those are things that will bring in strife. You're not the only person 
you come on now you ain't wise you don't know everything you ain't that prophetic i'm sorry i come on kelly say it again it drains you because it's out of balance god never ever intended for people to be dependent on us. I don't care what the caller is on your life. I don't care what kind of mama you are. I don't care what kind of daddy you are. I don't care what supervisor you boss. If you are a supervisor and a boss, you need to read the one minute manager. You need to read the one minute manager. You need to know how to effectively uh, manage and lead people who know how to lead themselves. <laughs> um, you should be the last point of solution when your team is having a problem you want people who can problem solve for themselves it becomes real witchy like when people are always dependent it becomes real witchy like when we are trying to possess and control it becomes real witchy like when we think we are the only person when we feel like we the only person with the clue, when we all, sometimes I just have days of silence. I ain't got no thoughts. <laughs> I got them, but I always have to express them. So my God, there has to be balance. You got to have balance in your relationships. My God, Lord God, I thank you for bringing us into a season of balance. I thank you, Lord God, that um, we're taking off the capes. <laughs> um, we are not Jesus. We are not you. We do not have to do everything for everybody. We do not have to be in position uh, for everyone or everybody. Um, we can have empathy for someone and still not um, be so drawn into their life and their situation that we try to become you. Woo! Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who we were called to be in Christ Jesus. Let us get more revelation of your word. Let, let us get more revelation of who you are. Let us not always have something to say. Break and destroy the strongholds. My God, we will not have codependent relationships, Lord God. We will have relationships in which we depend on you, in which we find your star strength in you, Lord God. And there is nothing wrong with wise counsel. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with wise counsel. Nothing. Nothing wrong with wise counsel. You should have wise counsel. There's nothing wrong with wise counsel. But you need to understand um, when we get beyond just wise counsel wise counsel should still position and and post you and pull you back into the lord <laughs> that they should pull you back into the lord <laughs> like they should point you back to the lord not point you back to yourself right and nor are you to be self-independent lord open the eyes and show us where we have been self-independence because self-independence does not leave room for your glory self-independence does not leave room for supernatural grace self-independence does not leave room for others to be able to pour in our lap lord god father we thank you for divine positioning this morning we thank you father god for eyes and ears to see we thank you father god for a heart that's tender and responsive lord god do a greater work in us we thank you father god 
um, that you're removing from us a stony heart, Lord God, and giving us a heart of flesh. Let me speak on that for just a second. Um, and I want to I want to give you this for just a second. And I'm just going to show you something God showed me in my own life. Because um, when we start using the word, um, when we start using the word, the word starts pricking us or we start uh, um, uh, understanding when we say a stony heart, we're talking about an unfeeling heart. Woo! My God. So let me tell you something. You can have an unfeeling heart or become desensitized in particular areas in your life. Um, and so uh, creating me a clean heart, David prayed that, renewing me a steadfast spirit, right? One of the things that um, I had to learn to be, and if you've never seen Matters of the Heart, if you've never seen Matters of the Heart, you need to go to YouTube. There's Matters of the Heart. There's Matters of the Heart Part 2. It's probably the most watched video on my YouTube channel. And, and the Lord really deals with us about a heart. So when we have a stony heart, um, we're talking about a heart that's stubborn. We're talking about a heart that's unrepentant. We're, start, we're talking about a heart that's impenetrable, right? Um, and so when God, God sent Ezekiel um, to speak to the people about changing their ways, come on, y'all, Holy Spirit, speak and talk to us. He said, Ezekiel, this ain't even the way I was going to go. I guess we need to go this way. He sent people to Ezekiel to speak to the people about changing their ways. He spent sent him sent them because he needed them to examine their attitudes. Oh, like they needed to examine their attitudes. And I'm telling you, sometimes we have been through so many things in life that we don't really recognize that our attitude is reflective of the trauma or our attitude is reflective of the experience. When I was in my early 20s, I was in an abusive relationship, right? Um and it was it was it was toxic. It was oh my god, it was probably one of the worst things that I feel like I had ever experienced. Well, when you have been through 4 years, trauma develops, all of this other things, plus some things I had seen when I was younger, right? Well, in my in that area of my life, right, because trauma does things, um, I had just kind of developed um, a good back, a kind of a get back attitude towards men. I'm just going to be real, right? Like just kind of a get back attitude towards men. And I didn't even recognize and realize that I had developed this kind of get back attitude towards men, right? And so there was a place and a position that God was bringing me to so that I could begin to examine my heart. And what I had purposed was that nobody was ever going to hurt me again. Anybody ever been there before? Like I had purposed in my heart and my mind that nobody was ever going to be Carla. Nobody was ever going to do me like that again. Kelly, nobody was ever going to do me like that again. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. And I thought I was justifiable in my attitude. I thought I had out, had a proper boundaries, but I really was building a wall. And anytime you start laying bricks and building a wall, what happens is you become hardened. And when you become hardened, what happens is then you are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Woo! You're not. 
you're just not sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you're not going to be sensitive to the, I don't, and this don't have to be about a relationship. This could be something your mama did to you. This could be something you've experienced in life. This could be because um, it don't seem like you've never won. Right. So I'm just going to say, so, so um, the way the Lord began to show me, I found this scripture. And when I found this scripture, um, an unfeeling, uh, a cruel heart, um, um, a stubborn heart, an unrepentant heart. And so God was speaking to Ezekiel to, to them about changing their ways. Now, let me tell you something. I need to help y'all with something. I've been in church all my life. I, I've been a believer since I was an eight-year-old girl. I've served effectively in the church, and I'm painting this picture because church folks, us, be the worst folks, us, about dealing with stuff in our heart because we equate being at church. Um, woo, we got a few little blessings that we good with God, woo, that we good with God. Like I'm good. I'm good with God. I'm like, are we good with God? Right. And you won't even know that there is a space or a level of healing that you need to experience. Um, Vanessa, until the Holy spirit puts his finger finger on your heart it puts his finger on your heart and says to you hey there is something deeper in there that i need to go to work on there is something in there that is resistant to the law of love see the whole foundation of the kingdom was built on love ah! the whole found let me say this again the whole foundation of the kingdom was built on love. See, we be trying to we be trying to create all this other stuff. And Jesus was real simple. He said, they said, you know, they was trying to trap him. But they was like, what's the greatest? What's the greatest of all commandments? And Jesus was like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then love others as you love yourself. The whole kingdom is built on the law of love. There's y'all can y'all can call it in from the north, south, east, west. You start talking about manifestation. You start talking about blessing. You start talking about healing. You start talking about all that, baby. But if you ain't got no love, the evidence that you are a Christian, the evidence that you are of Christ is your love walk. Woo! If you love God but exhibit hate towards others john says you a liar <laughs> that's what that's what john that's what john says the book of john says john puts so much emphasis on love he's first john maybe the fourth verse somewhere in there 30 said he said if 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 you claim to love god but have a problem loving others you are a liar that's what john said you cannot properly love God and not correctly love others. And then there's going to be evidence that you have God's loving love through you. And it's going to look patient. Ooh, come on. It's going to be full of compassion. It's going to be tender. It's going to be responsive. It's going to come. There's a scripture that I try to live by. Gentleness is evidence that the Lord is near. It, it's going to be kind. It's not going to keep no records of wrongs. Come on, y'all. My God. So the Lord had to begin to show me that I was keeping records of wrong. <laughs> Woo! 
And how I began to recognize that I was keeping records of wrong, come on y'all, was what, what was presented in my attitude, ooh, come on y'all, come on. What was presented in my attitude when certain things surface, when certain things arise, come on y'all. Come on, you got to get this for yourself. My God, and if God is bringing us to a place this morning that this is our devotion, then there has to be, and you're plugged in here, then there has to be something that we need to dig deeper into in reflection to our own heart. This is like a message for everybody this morning, right? So, 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 so God had to bring me to a place to understand that anytime I was having difficulty reflecting his love, in a particular area to a certain group of people, then there was something that was going on in my heart, not in others, in my heart, because I can't properly say I love God and then act a certain way towards other people. Woo, come on, y'all. So in this particular book, this is Ezekiel. Uh, <laughs> this is Ezekiel. The Lord has brought... The Lord has brought Ezekiel to a place to tell them. He's like, he's telling them, Ezekiel eleven nineteen. He says, I'll give them an undivided heart, put a new spirit in them. I'll remove from them their heart of stone and I'll give them a heart of flesh. This is Ezekiel 11 and 19. He brings it up again, I think in Ezekiel 36 and 23, right? And so, uh, <laughs> um, so what he was saying to them is, God is not pleased with your character or behavior. <laughs> The Holy Spirit can only show you that. Like, and if you ever want to grow, I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want. I want to grow. I want to grow. I, I don't ever want to feel like I've maxed out. I don't ever, there. It, you should always be in a position and place to grow. You should always be teachable. You should always be coachable. Um, you. But when your heart is hardened in a particular area, um, can I tell you something? Um, you won't even be tender. Or you may not even know that's you. Woo! Come on, y'all. Put it in my notes. I may not even know that's me. I may not even rec recognize that this is me. I may not even, come on, feel the shift. I hear you, Holy Spirit. There's a shift. Um, I may not even recognize it was it's me. So only God, only God can tell you where he is not, um, um, Please with your behavior. Like God, the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of the heart. Come on. The Holy Spirit searches the deep things. Yeah, Crystal, you may not even know it's you. You may even not know you're the person with the problem, right? So, and I remember one time I was so abrasive and the Lord dealt with me one day. I was sitting there and the same kind of complaint kept coming up about me. Well, because my heart was not sensitive in a particular area and I had been bullied and I always thought everybody was against me, when the same complaint kept coming up about me, I couldn't even receive what was being said. So one day I was just before the Lord and I'm like, creating me a clean heart. Lord, let's do this thing. You know, all the spiritual things. Lord, I want to bless you. Lord, I want to be used by you. And the Lord just simply spoke to me and said, everything everybody say about you ain't wrong.
I'm just pausing. Everybody, everything say about you ain't wrong. Everybody, everything everybody say. And I had to go, hold up, Father. Hold up. And then if you ever, yeah, you know, that's my thing. Ms. Sandra posted it. Show me me. If you ever really position your heart before Lord, he's going to talk to you way more about you than he will other people. Every message I teach is for me. I'm getting something out of it. Right? So he he's he's comparing their rebellion, right? And when we don't love the way God told us to love, I'm going to wrap this thing up. He's comparing their rebellion to a heart of stone. He's he comparing he complain he comparing their rebellion to a heart of stone. He he comparing their their rebellion to a heart of stone. He's saying, you are impenetrable, you are stubborn, and you are unrepentant. And I need you, he said, Ezekiel, he said, you need to change your ways. You, you got to change, you got to change your ways. And he's telling him, he says, God wants to change your heart. Like God is trying to bring, put a new spirit in you. God wants to, God wants to change your heart. But in order for God, to, in order for God to be able to, to change your heart, you gonna have to do some stuff. Ooh. Come on, come on. Oh Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like in order for God to change your heart, like in order for you to love. Now the whole foundation of LMJ Ministries is built on love. Go be love today. In order for me, you to walk into the fullness of what I'm calling you to do. In order for me to put you in the places that I'm calling you to see, in order to put put you into this to particular place, this particular amount, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with your heart. <laughs> and if your heart continues to be devoted <laughs> to protecting itself, you'll never be transformed. I gotta go. I ain't gonna play with the Holy Spirit this morning. Can I say that more, more one more time? If your heart is devoted to protecting yourself, if your heart is building devoted to protecting yourself, it'll never be transformed, Lakeisha. If you are the one putting not guarding your heart in the word, if you are the one that is determined that I'm going to protect myself, you will never, ever be transformed to the level of love that you need to walk in to carry out your assignment. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never be in, you'll never be transformed. And when your heart is in stone or hardened and it could be in a particular area a particular area. if your heart is hardened or stone or rigid in a particular area then can i tell you something those particular relationships will be harder than they have to be i'm gonna go home on y'all those particular relationships will be harder than they have to be your work relationships will be harder than they have to be. Your family relationships were harder. When I was raising 
my older sons. I did not recognize I was the problem. I'm not saying they didn't do anything, but they were kids. Kids are going to do something. Your frontal lobe is not developed yet. Oh my God, the weight and the pressure and the standards that I had resting on what I thought they should be as young men was a false identity. It was me. It was me trying to protect them from being like me. It was me um, trying to mold me, trying to mold them into the image of Christ. Um, it was me um, trying to transform them into young men. It was me trying to be Lord and Savior in, in their own life, right? My, I was so insistent on building this wall, these walls up of protection that I wasn't even allowing the Holy Spirit to be Holy Spirit. I wasn't letting God be God in their life. I'm just going, me, me in the way, me interfering, um, me, 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 right? So my relationships with them were way more harder than they had to be. Come on now, my God. Because I had really turned from God in this particular area to raise them. And I had turned <laughs> towards me. Anytime you turn towards you to solve problems, to solve issues, then you become devoted to you. And then you become your own little God. So we can take this particular verse. We finna pray. <laughs> I know we can take this particular verse and say, I'm going to have to leave old attitudes and old habits behind. And for us church folks, church folks, church, church folks. And for us church folks, that's probably going to be a righteous piousness that we have developed over time because we have legitimized our behaviors and attitudes through the word of God. I'm going to give you a word and then we're going to get out of here. The word has been get, the, the Lord has been giving me a word for the last couple of days and the word is overcorrect. Overcorrect. Right? And I was like, "Lord, what do you mean by overcorrect?" Right? And overcorrection. And when we when we when we overcorrect, it's the act of making something too much when you are trying to correct it. The act of making something too much when you're trying to overcorrect it. <laughs> so I I'll have a particular behavior and I repeat the behavior, right? And I'm repeating the behavior in what seems to be an appropriate way, but it's really over-exaggerated. And because I'm over-exaggerating, 
what happens is I'm I'm trying to avoid danger. I'm got I gotta go. But in fact, because I'm trying to overcorrect, think of it in the car, because I'm trying to overcorrect, because <laughs> I won't let God be God, because I won't let the Holy Spirit move, because I'm trying to overcorrect, right? Because I'm repeating behavior. It could be, that's why I said we're going to deal with the church folks. I'm repeating behavior that seems real God-like, but it's mismanaged. Because it's not managed by the Holy Spirit. It's not managed according to the law of love. It's managed according to my trauma. It's managed according to my experiences. So then if I got a problem in a particular circumstance or a situation, if I overcorrect, I'm going to show up in what I think is spiritual righteousness. But I'm really using or over-exaggerating religiosity <laughs> to deal with a situation oh my god instead of placing the matter or the circumstance or the situation really in god's hands so i put myself and the circumstance and the situation in more danger by overcorrecting, which really puts me in a position where I'm out of control more than I'm in control. <laughs> which means sometimes I simply ain't got to say nothing. <laughs> so we the church folks. Don't point at nobody else. We the church folks. We the church folks. We the church folks. We we the church folks. Woo! Even when I thought it wasn't me, it was me. Even when I thought it wasn't me, it was me. That's it. I hear you all. It's it. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, for revelation in your word today where we have overcorrected. <laughs> we have our own insight. We have been our own gods. We have built walls instead of place boundaries. Father God revealed to us the places in which we have not trusted you, where we have been involved in our own affairs, where our trauma has led us, where past experience and past mistakes have led us. And we are asking you, Father God, where we have become our own God. And we are asking you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, creating us a clean heart, renewing us a steadfast spirit. We want to be changed from the inside out. We thank you, Father God. Today is a new start. We thank you, Father God. Today is a fresh start. Lord God, give us undivided hearts woo, that are filled with your spirit that will be led by you. My God, show us anything in our heart that is not pleasing to you. Show us the relationship 
and the places in which we have tried to overcorrect. Teach us how to operate in a holy hush, as Courtney said. Teach us how to have the mind of Christ in every relationship. Show us love to be the standard in how we govern ourselves and how we talk with each other and how we deal with each other. Lord God, we need to be prepared for this. If we are going to walk into our most wealthy places, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope you have called us to be. Let us walk in more compassion. Let us walk in more love. My God, let us flow freely. And anything that is tried to hinder or bind us, we break it. We loose it. We thank you that it's lacerated, shaved off, cut up off our lives, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for hearts that are tender and responsive. We will not justify our behaviors, Father God. And we love you and bless you. Let me read this over us. This is the standard for love. And you don't make this happen. This only happens through you, through the Holy Spirit. It's 1 Corinthians, I'm going to start in the 13th verse. It says, I speak with human or angelic tongues, but do not have love. I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. I can have all the prophetic and lay hands, miracle signs and wonders, but if I ain't no love, I ain't got nothing. Love is of supreme importance. This is Paul. You have all the spiritual gifts. You don't have love. You are nothing. You gain absolutely nothing. Biblical love is not a feeling. Can y'all, can you put that in your notes? Biblical love is not a feeling. It's not a, it's, it's not something you feel, right? I act out of compassion towards someone else because of the way that God loves me. <laughs> Woo! I'm sacrificially giving to someone else because of the way that God sacrificially gives to me. I'm seeking the well-being of someone else because of the way that God um, seeks the well-being of me. <laughs> so there are characteristics of love that I ought to come to as I'm being spiritually developed by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Patience. Come on, y'all. Kindness. I'm not envious. I'm not boastful. I'm not arrogant. I'm not rude. I'm not self-seeking. I'm not easily irritable. I'm not keeping records of wrong. I'm not going to rejoice when you get paid back or when I think you got paid back. I'm always looking for the truth. I'm looking for the truth. I'm looking for you to do good. I'm not looking for you to do wrong. I'm looking for you to do good. I bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. I'm not going if I love you, I'm not going I'm not going to rejoice in your unrighteousness. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to let you tell me the truth. That's the love 
that we are supposed to have for each other. Father God, let us live in this kind of love. Two things, two things. If the Lord places on your heart um, to give, go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. You can find out all the ways you're helping us in ministry. I promise we 501c3. You can see that all though. It's all there. Um, we have a little thing. Sometimes we say, so where you go. Um, but give. Go over there and you can give. Help with Feed the Streets, Single Women, everything else. Second thing is, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that is the beginning of your journey, of your love walk, and of your heart becoming tender and responsive. I promise y'all, I was a ratchet mess. I had no guard over my mouth. Even when I thought I was saved, I told y'all I didn't get saved again until I was 27. Even when I thought I was saved, I really wasn't. I wasn't because love was not the evidence of my life. Religion was evident in my life, but love was not evident in my life. So at 27, when I really accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I began to see a difference in my life from the inside out. Instead of me wanting to cut people, right? I started praying for them. That's what Jesus did for me. And it took me out of the hardships of relationship. And I'm growing every day. If that's you, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email at info at just blmj.com. Thank you for those of y'all who are saying that the ministry is a blessing. I appreciate you. I love y'all. We'll be back here in the morning. Woo, come on. 6 a.m. Invite somebody in. Tell them you need this. Like you need this. That this was a devotional that we needed so we can proceed for further. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord says. We need this so that we can possess the land. So that we can walk into our promised land and not tear and mess things up. And when I say promised land, I'm talking about the divine positioning of where God is calling you Woo! to serve, to work, to lend your talents, to lend your gifts. So go share this devotional. Like, go share. Father God, bless the giving of your people. I thank you. You are opening doors today that no man shut. Woo! Thank you. And even where we have overcorrected, Lord God, you are putting it all back in position in Jesus' name. Amen. Love y'all. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Jesus.